All right. Anybody here for the very first time? Your first time to Church on the Hill tonight? We all family? Y'all are a great crowd tonight. Glad y'all are all here. I've got some additions to the prayer list. We've got prayer lists in the back. I've got a bunch to add. Are y'all ready? Rick, wave at me. Where are you? Rick, are, you, are we doing cards on this one? No cards? Okay, Susan Brown, bless you. Susan Brown, praying for healing from lung cancer. No cards. Susan Brown, please add her to your list. Um, is Pamela here? Well, let's just go ahead and do cards for this one. Wayne Wells, W-E-L-L-S, Wayne Wells, praying for cancer, battling cancer. Next is George Baranowski, B-A-R-A-N-O-W-S-K-Y, B-A-R-A-N. O-S-O-W-S-K-Y, and now that I've spelled it out for you, no cards. Um, Just healing. Okay. Gail, G-A-I-L, capital M, lowercase c, capital I-N-T-U-R-F-F. McInturf. M-C-I-N-T-U-R-F-F. Healing from cancer. Cards, please. Frank Horvath. H-O-R-V-A-T-H. H-O-R-V-A-T-H. Praying for cancer and salvation. Be, be sensitive how, if you sign anything on this. We don't want to don't be rude, but praying for his salvation as well as for cancer. And I don't know if you all are noticing, but there's a lot of cancer in this tonight. Uh, next is Harry Freetag. Freytag, I think I say that wrong every time. This is Karen's dad. If you all know Harry, we love Harry. F-R-E-I-T-A-G. F-R-E-I-T-A-G. Praying for a good report at the doctor's tomorrow cards, please. Somebody put in a blank one. And uh, next is Richard Saka, S-A-C-C-A. We know the Sakas. Praying for a good medical test result. John, is this your brother, your dad, your brother? All right. And finally is Tammy Burnett. T-A-M-M-I, Burnett. If you guys know Mark Burnett, he's been in here and he's preached before. He's, is he Hall of Fame, TTU basketball? Yeah. I grew up watching him play. He's a local pastor and he also works at the university. Tammy Burnett, uh, brother died over the past weekend praying for comfort. Please do cards. Tammy Burnett. Okay, that was a lot. Why don't, uh, why don't we just pray right now? Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask you to touch all these on this list that we've just mentioned, these that are on the list that that were already on there. Lord, we just ask you to touch them, just ask you to move in their life. We just ask you for um, people to go before them, for them to encounter you, Lord, for them to 
Lord, for them to be healed. We just pray for healing over cancer. Healing over loss. We pray for peace. We pray for good reports. You're the God of good reports. Your report's good, Lord. We just speak that right now over Mr. Saka, over Harry. Good report in Jesus' name. We just command cancer to dry up and die. Thank you, Lord. Just pray for healing. Pray for comfort. Over Michelle, a good report. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Man, isn't God so good? Having a hard time recovering from the worship. I don't know where you are in worship, but boy, I was... I had a moment. I, I, I don't like to... I, I second-guess my preaching all the time. I don't know if you second-guess what you do, especially in spiritual things. You get a word, and you go give it, and then you think, man, I shouldn't have given that, or I gave it wrong, or I gave it, I gave it at the wrong time, and Satan tries to steal it from you, tries to talk you out of it. I second-guess myself all the time, and, you know, got good people around me to encourage me. I, I certainly have the Lord... Uh, Scripture tells us we're to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. That means we've got to get pumped up and we've got to believe we're doing what, what he's called us to do. And are we obedient? Are we walking like he's telling us to? Then we've got to let him worry about the results, right? But uh, I, as a worship leader, I, I, think I, had a, I think I had a moment tonight. And it's not going to be anything that's going to blow your socks off, but it blew mine off. While we were singing, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are. I, I had the thought, we are all singing to God together as one, just like around the throne. And you may say, Pastor, we do that every week. Yeah, but it didn't, it's not clicked with me. I sit here and talk about it. I've talked about it the last three or four weeks. But we were engaging heavenly activity. We were following Scripture. We were following the picture of the church. And I don't even know if you, hopefully you're not even looking at me, but all of a sudden I got a smile on my face and I didn't want to, I don't want to say I got worried, but I started thinking, we're, we're positioned for God to move. I don't know what that means. I'm really not afraid of what he could, what he, what he would do, because what he would do would be wonderful. But I had one of those moments of, okay, uh, I, I thank God we're under the faucet. Pour it out on us. Turn it all the way on. We are here. I think we are together. We are lifting up your name. And, uh, you know, we go from there to uh, I'm found in the arms of love to there is power in the name of Jesus. And I just thought, you know what, this is... We're, we're right where we're supposed to be. That is praising the Lord out of our mouth, with our hands, with our whole heart, collectively, in unison, as one, just like it is around the throne. And uh, you, I, you may have come in here tonight needing healing. I believe you are going to be surprised. I believe the Lord is touching this this body.
Thus saith the Lord, I am touching this body. Because this body is touching me. We are not going to be the same. And we are not going back to what we were. We will worship the Lord. And we will do it together. And we are going to love each other. And we're going to fight for each other. And we're going to battle with each other. I don't, mean, I don't mean against each other. The battles that we come in here with, we're going to lock arms and we're going to battle together. And we're going to have victory. The church of Jesus Christ is a victorious church. And we're going to be victorious. And I just encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Stir yourself in the Lord. Come in here and awaken your spirit. Don't go home the same way. Because the Lord is here. Yes, Robert. Come on all the way up here. Uh, so, we had to make a quick run to Kentucky today um, to pick up my vehicle that we've been waiting on for four months. But anyway, that's a blessing in and of itself. But I, I saw a strange sight. Uh, and it really, it really hit me when y'all were singing the last song, uh, you know, break every chain, break every chain. God, what are you saying in that song? Well, when we were there at the uh, clerk's office up in Kentucky, I saw, uh, I guess he was a deputy sheriff or something. And uh, I, I had to ask him a question. And I noticed that he had all these Chains, and he didn't, he didn't just have, you know, a set of uh, cuffs. He had cuffs, and it was a bunch of chains with them. And I had never seen that before. Typically, when I've seen a police officer, they've just had handcuffs. But this guy had a lot of chains. It was enough to catch my eye, and I didn't think anything else about it. Um, but what the Lord gave me was just a very simple word. Um, to the person that is bound up in chains... It seems like such a hard thing to get out of it. But to the person that has the power, it's a very simple thing. And I had seen two convicts in a car, not with this guy, but in another car that had ridden by, just thinking, man, for them, you know, the, the shackles, it's a serious thing to get out of them. But to the cop who has the key, it's a very easy thing. And I think that's a word for us tonight. Yeah, that's a good word. That it, it, Whatever it is, some kind of addiction or whatever you, it may be that we're dealing with, to us it seems like a big thing, but to God, who's got the power, it's just like that cop walking around today. He's just, you know, it didn't mean anything to him because he had the power. You know, he's got the key. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, just rest in that. God's got the power. It's not a big thing to him. So just let it go. That's good. Amen. His imagery, I don't know if you got it, he was holding that big ring, and it's got the big chains hanging. Isn't that right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see it, but I was like, they probably, they don't know what you're doing up here. <laughs> no, I got it. I saw it the second holding that. Isn't that amazing? That to the police officer, getting those chains off her, nothing, takes a moment. To the one bound, they cannot get free. There is no getting free. And that the Lord is just waiting. He is just waiting. I don't, I don't believe that it's just that he's waiting. I think, I think he can't wait. He can't wait for you. He didn't wait for you. He sent his son knowing what we were going to do. He sent his son just like we were, holding the keys and saying, I give you the keys. Well, that's good, isn't it? Well, I, I believe that leads right into what we're going to talk about tonight. I've got, I've got five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to do it again. I, feel, I kind of feel like the Lord's leading me here. Now, you, you take this for what it's worth, but I want to encourage you. Get into the one-year Bible. Get into a yearly reading, daily reading of the Bible. And I want to encourage you to get in the one year. And I'm going to pick back up on today's reading, Hebrews 11. Uh, I dove into Colossians, which I think the Lord took us right there. But as I was stirring and I just decided to get out my one year and go back to today and read, and it's Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I think that goes right into this word of the chains. The thing is, you're chained up, you're bound up, you cannot get free, but faith is knowing God can free you. And not just knowing, but moving in it. Faith is a verb. You've got to move. You've got to say, okay, God, I give up. I give up. I turn my heart to you, and I'm going to really turn my whole heart to you. I'm going to get in your word. I'm going to praise you out of my mouth. I encourage you to come Sunday morning because it's about praise. Breakthrough comes through praise. Depression flees through praise. And when depression and a down spirit flees, joy replaces it. But you've got to clothe yourself in praise. I'm sure a lot of times you get up in the morning and you don't want to get dressed or you don't want to dress up. You don't want to do certain things, but you do. You get up in the morning and you're down. You're, you're, your head is hanging low. You're, you're clinically depressed. The answer is praise. Praise. And we did it tonight. That's the, that's the revelation I got during worship tonight is that we were praising the Lord. Just like all the crea creation, all the creatures around the throne were praising the Lord. And he responds to it. Now, I want to encourage you to take the corporate praise home and make it personal. Your personal praise will affect your corporate praise. Yeah. 
your personal praise. You get it right at home, you're going to come into the church and you are going to be different. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I hate to even start here, um, but I will. I'm going to probably just do two, two verses, maybe three, and then we're going we're to go. But the author here in Hebrews is going to start taking testimony. The author is going to start encouraging us to encourage our faith by looking at these triumphant experiences of heroes who went before us. That's why it's so important that we get up and we give our story. That's a lot what Scripture is, is men, godly men, telling their story of what they walked through and how they overcame. It's an account of overcomers. It is testimony. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. We've got to hear people breaking through. We need to hear your story. The church needs to hear your story of how you've gotten through. Let me tell you, more so, the world needs to hear your story. Your coworkers need to hear your story. But that's what we're going to see here. Real people experiencing real challenges, battles, difficulties, and winning. Overcoming. Persevering. And the author here of Hebrews explains how faith works. Faith is established conviction concerning things unseen and settled expectation of the future reward. Now, did you catch that? It is established conviction. Do you have any conviction? You know, a lot of our teenagers, a lot of our kids have no conviction. Remember, uh, years ago we heard a sermon that said that kids now believe that if they don't get caught that it's not wrong, as long as they don't get caught, then their sin isn't wrong. I would say they wouldn't even call it sin. It's only bad if they get caught. There is no conviction. This is established conviction concerning things unseen and a settled expectation of a future reward, a settled expectation. Now, there's a difference in you just saying it and you really having conviction and a settled expectation. That's faith, is truly believing. Amen? Now, I want you to catch this. The Greek word translated substance literally means a standing under. It was used in the technical sense of a title deed. The root idea is that the standing under is that of standing under the claim to the property to support its validity. The title deed supports the validity of that piece of property. So faith is the title deed of things hoped for. And throughout this chapter, that assurance rests on God's promises. Verse 2 says, for, it by, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Um, Elizabeth just recently uh, was in class. They were in a circle, and they just had to get to know, know one another. Have you ever been in one of those where they just say, okay, split off into groups and start talking about yourself? And uh, it's always uncomfortable. You don't ever like to do that, or I don't. Uh, 
Uh, Elizabeth says, I preach, 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 yak, 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 then I don't talk at all when I get home. I'm just, it, 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 it's, it's just kind of who I am. But she started kind of giving her, not her spiritual testimony, but it did kind of come through there. She didn't leave it out. She just kind of gave her little life story. And the girl on the other side of the table said, you've got great stories. And, you know, it just filled Elizabeth's heart. It just blessed her so much. But she started to recount what she was saying. And, you know, if you'll start to recall what God's done in your life, you're going to get encouraged for what you're facing. The problem is that the thing in front of you takes over you forget everything good that's gone on, and all you can think of is, God, what are you doing to me now? Where are you, God? God's going, no, no, no. Remember those stones you set up over here showing where I parted the waters for you? Go back. You put those stones there so when you walk by, you're going to remember me. The Scripture is here to come back. To, we're going to go back, and we're going to see Abraham. We're going to see Noah. We're going to see all these mighty men of God and what they went through, and they're men just like us. To say, what are you facing? You can get through it. You can get through it. And I don't mean just get through it. Get through it victoriously. These elders, it says, are the Old Testament saints. They obtained a good testimony or report, not because of achievements or personal holiness or passive acceptance of divine promises, but by an active confidence expressed in obedience. They expressed it in obedience, in persistence, and in sacrifice. Stop with verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It says the worlds, the worlds were form, framed by the word of God. By the word. The Greek word, the Greek word here, framed, means to arrange to set up, set in order, to equip, to adjust, to complete what is lacking, make fully ready, to repair, to prepare. This word is the same word that the disciples used for mending their nets and, res- and also the same word for restoring a brother. Faith is the world repairer by the Word of God. You want to know how our, our, how our world is going to be healed? It's going to be healed by faith. Our world can be healed. God can touch this world. It says if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. How will it be healed? It will be healed by us having faith. Believing that if we do his word, he will do his he will perform it that's faith is the conviction and the firm expectation robert and i had lunch yesterday and you and i've been to lunch enough to know when i tell you i'll be there at 12 with with within 5 minutes i'll be there i know the same thing about you you've never not shown up i've never not shown up first time i met with you 
I probably wondered. I don't know. I wonder if he'll show up. I wonder if he likes me. I mean, have you ever gone to lunch with somebody for the first time? You kind of wonder. I don't know this guy. I don't know if he'll be early. I don't know if he'll be late. I don't know if I like sitting and talking to him. I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to like about it. I don't know what he'll eat. I don't know if he'll be a fast eater or a slow eater or a loud eater or a messy eater. Or he might want to eat my food. And that's the same thing we have with God when we first start. God, I don't know that you're going to be faithful. I don't know. But you, but you step out in sm- something small. And he fulfills his word. Next thing you know, okay, let's try that again. We go to lunch again. Show up again. Now I don't even think about it. I know you're going to show up. I know you. And I know that if you're not, you're going to call me. I have, I have a firm expectation based on my testimony, based on my testimony with you. That, that, is, that is what a Christian is. It is a personal relationship. And that personal relationship causes your faith to grow and to grow and to grow and to grow. Now, how many of you are facing some of the biggest challenges of your life? I want you to dig into that relationship with Christ, whether it's a brand-new relationship or a lifelong relationship. And you know what? We know what's amazing. Me and Robert have been through a lot together. And what Satan tried to tear apart, he didn't. We had to fight for it. We had to battle for it, but we did. My walk with Christ, there are battles sometimes. I have battles that he is with me the whole time, and he is for me the whole time. That's faith. I know he's with me. Sometimes I forget and I stumble. The Lord says, wait a minute, just remember. Remember that last time what you walked through? Maybe you've never had that first experience. I want to encourage you to leap, take a leap. Let God prove himself faithful. He loves to do that. He would love to prove himself faithful to you. Amen? Just barely got started tonight. I, I hope you will look forward to Hebrews 11. It's going to be awesome. Y'all stand up with me, please. Father, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for the, the word of the, that you're the key holder and that your ability to get our chains off is a simple thing. And Lord, all you require is just for us to believe and to trust and to to step. To step. You've given us you've given us the choice. You've not made us receive you as Lord and Savior. You've given us the choice. Lord, I choose you in all my decisions. I choose you to protect my wife and my kids. I choose you in my finances and in my job. I choose you in my relationships. I choose you with my enemies. Lord, I choose you. I trust you. 
Lord, I ask you to help me to show that in everything that I do. That, Lord, I would have the fruit of one who trusts you. That I would have the words that are coming out of my heart. The words out of my mouth represent my heart. That my mouth would represent that I trust you. And that I love you and that I serve you. Lord, that the words of this church would be words that that are fruit of a body that loves you and that is serving you and that is trusting you. Lord Jesus, I just ask you just to help us, encourage us. Lord, I just ask that each person here tonight, that if somebody is hurting, that that we would be aware that, Lord, you would just lay that burden on our heart to that person sitting next to us and be willing be willing to extend the arm of Christ to them. Thank you, Lord. Let us be the church. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you. You're so good. You're so good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You guys have a great week.